We looked at Proverbs 27 and we are going to continue. Proverbs 27, the New King James Version. Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring forth. Caution against bragging and boasting and ever speaking as if we have some kind of control. There's a tension between the flesh and the spirit. The way of the Holy Spirit is to roll the burdens upon the Lord and trust Him for everything. And when we speak that our words, whether in the presence of believers or non-believers, we are careful to never take credit for ourselves or boast or be able to predict the future in our favor in a self-righteous way. That we're careful to always boast in our God. That if God wills, as it says in the book of James, if He wills this or that, that's what we'll do. To my co-workers, I automatically say it's become ingrained into me. When they say, take care, I'll see you tomorrow, I say, yes, Lord willing. And some who are not believers have begun to say that too. Something's touched them because they say, that's right. God's willing, they say. This is how we ought to speak, to give God glory. and Always understand He's in control, we're not. No one's in control, except the Almighty God. And our words matter. Imagine the effect of a mature believer on immature believers and even those who are not believers. Just by the words. The potential for that effect by the Spirit of God. And God says that a man representative of the human race, men, women, and children, who is able to bridle the tongue as if controlling a horse. Is actually able to bridle the entire body. What a profound revelation from the Holy Spirit. Recorded for us in James. If a person is able to control his or her tongue, the Bible says that that person is able to control the entire body. The person is able to actually be perfect, reveal maturity. That's in James chapter 3, verse 2, and a very sobering warning and caution to all who teach. It's very sobering when I read that. That the teachers will be judged even more stricter or more strictly. If we tell people the gospel or we teach people, we name the name of Jesus and we want to give them a word to encourage them. God says we ought to walk worthy of the same word that we preach. 
because he says the judgment will be stricter on the person who is presuming to speak in my name but not following the truth don't boast about tomorrow it says in Proverbs 27 1 James 3 2 says we all stumble in many things when we compare that beginning statement that James chapter 2 verse that is chapter 3 verse 2 a for we all stumble in many things what a field day the devil would have of that twisting scripture and bringing it to people don't you read Lucifer would say coming as an angel of light I mean it's in the word of God itself in James chapter 3 verse 2 I'm reading scripture don't get mad at me Lucifer might say God said in his word you know it's inspired by the Holy Spirit for we all stumble in many things is that a categorical conclusion statement reality God is saying that every believer stumbles in many things is that a present reality that goes flatly against the rest of scripture that says if you do certain things second peter 1 is a prime example and in the psalms if you do this you won't stumble the word stumble can also be translated or it can be recorded with the word offended in psalm 119 verse 165 it's the longest chapter in the world in the word I should say and perhaps in the world itself in the word of God Psalm 119 165 great peace have those who love your law and nothing causes them to stumble nothing causes them to stumble this is the word of God now I take this portion of the word of God and I pit it against that which I see in James 3 2 we need to always have that principle in scriptural exegesis as they say hermeneutics that we allow the verse that is more luminescent apparently clearer to interpret the other one that's less clearer or obscure when I read James chapter 3 verse 2 if I've been sitting in a church or under a ministry that's preaching the truth immediately we'll know I can't take that statement as a categorical consensus uh, application and conclusion from God that everybody's stumbling all the time everybody's falling in the church everybody stumbles if you don't stumble at one thing you're stumbling in another a bunch of uh, stumbling assorted group of failures falling all the time getting reinstated all the time a motley crew of misfits no the Lord says you're an overcomer hallelujah 
What a word. Not just sing a contemporary song about being an overcomer, getting excited emotionally, but overcoming what? Sin. Of such people, it says in Revelation, the second death will not hurt them. Hallelujah. We are not called to stumble, but to be overcomers. Now, going back to Proverbs 27, we see that the Bible says don't boast. Don't boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring forth. To further amplify this, verse 2 says, Let another man praise you, and not your own mouth, a stranger and not your own lips. Imagine if this singular scripture or this couplet here of scriptures, Proverbs 27, 1 and 2 were actually practiced by preachers and laity alike. People who are careful to give God the glory not just in prayer but in practice in the conversations when they talk to their relatives. I refuse to boast. I don't want to praise myself. There's a problem. And God addresses lots of problems because He doesn't want us to get in trouble. So He identifies, he identifies the problem so He can solve it without cooperation. He's ready. He's always ready to impart sanctification. God will help us when we obey Him. When He says, don't boast about tomorrow, we can think of what people may boast about. They may boast about, I'm going to go on vacation over there and we're going to live it up. When I get to that promotion, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to invest in this water I'm going to get. I'm telling you, next year it's going to come without fail. But can you guarantee your next breath to be around, to even witness that if it happens? There's so many things associated with boasting that it's not just about a day, it's about life in the future. If it's forbidden to boast about tomorrow, Certainly, we're not to boast of ourselves today. And verse 2 says as much. Let other people praise you. You don't do it yourself. Don't do it. The world loves to do that. Look at me. Look at what I've done. I'm good. Ha ha. I'm number one. I beat you. I won. It's a sign of immaturity in the flesh. To seek attention and to draw attention to oneself. It's a positive hindrance to the working of the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit cannot work in vessels that are not yielded to the way of the Master, of the Savior. And the Savior is meek and gentle, lowly in heart. It's an antithesis of boasting, 
self-adulation and self-praise. We can state factually, I did this, and this is how this happened. I took these steps, but it's by the grace of Almighty God. By God's grace, it becomes not just second nature, it should become the only nature. Let somebody else praise you. Don't praise yourself. A stranger, not your own lips. Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Nothing will make them stumble. James 3, 2a, we all stumble in many things. It's akin to Romans chapter 7. The statement must be understood in the context of what the Holy Spirit is saying. That is, there's a potential for people to stumble, believers. That doesn't mean that it's God's will or that it needs to happen. Similar to, the tongue is a poison, it's an unruly evil, it's something that cannot be mastered a world of evil who can tame it we find that also the book of James chapter 3 verse 8 but no man can tame the tongue shall we take that take that as a categorical truth a summation of Humanity, Christians included, you can't tame your tongue. I'm sorry. It's, you can become born again, but your tongue, look what it says there, the devil will say. I'm quoting scripture, and you know, Second Timothy 3.16 says, Luther would say, it's all given by inspiration of God. God breathed. I'm reading to you. Look at it. But no man can tame the tongue. That's why you're cursing. That's the reason why you're so angry. You speak murderous words. Oh, I wish I can choke him. I know I shouldn't have said that. God forgive me. I'm just a sinner saved by grace. When I get to heaven, God will give me a brand new tongue. But for now, it's just untamable. God's word said that in James 3.8. That's Satan for sure. Because the beginning says if we can control it, our speech it can be perfect, right of the whole body. Is it God's will or not? Does God want us to walk lame our whole Christian life? Oh, I offended in word. I'm sorry, Lord. I'm going to confess. And Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Man, and it's the same old word I keep using. God, it's just too ingrained into me. I guess it's my environment, my childhood, my background, my boss, my weather over on me. Everything is causing me to just, oh, God, Jesus, I'm telling you right now, if they push my buttons again, you know what's going to happen. And I told you beforehand, so you understand where I'm coming from, Lord. Unfortunately, this very deadly and dangerous attitude is among too many Christians. As I said, not only a sign of rank immaturity, 
but a deadly hindrance to spiritual progress and spiritual life. But the Word of God comes to show us that we must read, guided by the Holy Spirit, and understand God says, I want you to be perfect, your whole being, you can be. Do we make mistakes? An individual has to answer that, depending upon where they are spiritually, where they want to be, where they're striving for. We can say, honestly, if we've sinned, as it says in the epistle of First John, I've sinned, Lord, please forgive me. I don't want to do it again. Please help me, Lord. I'm going to be watching. I'm going to be watching this like a hawk. What are the precursors to this kind of behavior that's drawn out of me? What is setting me up from the devil? Not falling for it. I'm going to practice kindness and love and I'm going to pray and I'm going to strive. I'm going to do my part, Lord. With your help, I'm going to cooperate and overcome this cursing tongue. This sarcastic tongue. This foolish tongue. Lord, with everything that's in me, I'm going to make sure with your grace, with your help, with your word, it's going to become a holy tongue. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. My whole being can be sanctified. It says in 1 Thessalonians 5, that your spirit, soul, and body, the entire being, the body is made up of members and the tongue is a part of it. Be sanctified, blameless at his appearing. It's a fearful thing to think that many believers think that my tongue will instantly become sanctified the moment I see Jesus and that's how it works. Before that, it's rotten. Body's rotten, soul's rotten, mind's rotten, car's rotten, my house is rotten. It's okay. No, but people don't say that or think that. They don't want their car to be rotten or their house to be rotten. My teeth can't be rotten. My clothing can't be rotten. What do people think? I'm to be presentable. But the righteousness can't be filthy rags. Inside of the cup, inside of the cup, inside of the cup. The Lord says, pay attention to that and everything else will take care of itself. Don't boast. It's a cursed thing. It's a trap. The antidote is to read the Word of God and know that I have to bridle my tongue and I have to have a perfect control over my body because God says to put the flesh to death the old nature and let the physical body the flesh be lit up with the glory of God as a temple sanctuary of the Holy Spirit now we walk into work understanding my body is a temple it should glow shouldn't it yes because Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5 let your light so shine before men how doing the good works. Do the right thing. I don't see any kind of provision there that try to do it 78% of the time. I know it's hard. You barely did 25, but here's what you can shoot for. 78% of the time, try to let your light so shine. No. He said, let it shine all the time. How is it done? 
by keeping my vessel clean, which includes the tongue. The tongue is the vehicle, physiologically, anatomically, that becomes the vault, or the vault, the springboard, through which my personhood, my heart, is most readily revealed. So if I can check the tongue and make sure I never boast other than in my God, then that means that my heart's in good shape. Oh, people can pretend, but the tip of the iceberg will only show itself for so long. The massive collision will happen before too long. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Shall we check ourselves today? Shall we say, Lord, I don't want to offend with my tongue. Not just people, I don't want to offend you, Lord. Father in heaven, I want to not boast about me, even in jest. Lord, can you help me to deal with the silly side of me? Which falls under not the spirit, but the flesh. Is it okay? These are the questions we must ask ourselves in the light of God's word and in his presence. I know it's the status quo. I remember in the 1990s, I remember now and then in the busy day of college and working at the health club and exercising and all these things that I did as a youth now and then I'll step into the living room and maybe my siblings may be watching something and I remember a, a great uh, increase in comedy clubs and those things being broadcast on television. I remember the thought that the world is just increasingly becoming foolish. People are living for jokes. In fact, they can't have a good day without a sense of humor, now can you? The whole question is, God gave us the capacity to have humor, godly humor. It's a very narrow path. But the definition of humor by many Christians is just as dark as the world's definition. And as someone who's drunk all the time, cannot do without drink, or one who smokes constantly, needs that nicotine, has accustomed, been accustomed to that, trained oneself for bad behavior, immorality, lusting, cursing, fighting, lying. So a person can become very conditioned to needing foolishness and silliness every day until it gets washed out by the renewing of our minds, transformed no longer according to the pattern of this world but unto godliness yielding myself and saying Lord, I really do want to be like Jesus so I will give up and crucify and surrender everything, what do I have? it's all fake it's all foolishness 
talking about the tongue, we see boasting, foolishness, and all these things. Now, each of us must go to God. And perhaps there's a wrestling involved there with our own conscience in the presence of God. The Lord, He told me these things a long time ago, but I haven't done much about it. It's possible. But we can decide today. If I'm hearing this morning correctly from the Holy Spirit, certain things are still not good for my soul. They're hindering me. i got to get rid of it. And with God's grace, I will. I'm not going to boast anymore. And if something's not edifying, oh Lord, may my conscience be so sensitive to the Holy Spirit that I cringe in shame and say, how did I let that happen? I don't want any longer. Lord, I want to be pure and I want my brothers and sisters to be edified by me. The Holy Spirit to be pleased and free to do signs and wonders in our midst. I refuse to boast about tomorrow or about myself. Let someone else praise me. Let me glorify God in my body and in my spirit which belongs to God. This purging that God is doing and continually with His Word is because He wants to bless us. Joshua told the people, sanctify yourselves. Today and tomorrow, God will visit us on the third day. Prepare yourself. Why? God wants to bless us, not hurt us. Whenever God says, prepare yourself, sanctify yourself, yourselves to his beloved children it's to bless us as we heard in the services the Holy Spirit revealing to Pastor Kerba where she's having an open vision seeing Jesus coming with gifts to distribute are we ready to receive it? only when we're sanctified can we receive the gifts Blessed be the name of the Lord. Shall we pray? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for calling us closer to you and higher, Lord. And thank you, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help us all to be ever mindful of what you have taught, what you have commanded. And Lord, work on things with diligence and vehemence, with such zeal against sin that we have allowed, especially through our tongues, Jesus. We may boast only in the Lord God and speak of your praises and boast in you all the day long because you are worthy, you alone worthy. O worthy Lord, to receive glory and honor and praise and dominion and might and power forever and ever. Thank you, my Father. In Jesus' name, Amen.